0: Well, let me begin today's program by, by asking a simple question. What are the things that are most important to you? How would you rank things in your life? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, before I get started, I've got a several things that I want to share with you today in the program. A couple of news stories... And then we're going to spend a little time deciding on the things that are important in our lives. And I really think we need to pause and do that today. Like I say, I've got a couple of news stories, some personal updates. You know, yesterday, if you listen to the program, I talked about getting ready to go off to the ER after I completed the program. Well, that got delayed a little bit as the process of getting the program distributed, it took a little bit longer, then other things came up that had to be done, and we thought about it, you know, the condition that I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis hasn't gotten any better or any worse over the past several days, and knowing how things can be later in the afternoon at the emergency room, we decided, okay, we're just going to wait till first thing early in the morning which also makes it easier for them for me to have fasted if they have to do any certain kind of testing uh, before we go in. So we're just planning on going in early and uh, finding out if they, what's going on. For those that have not been following, I've started having a condition about 10 days ago. I've had this once before in my life and it was short-lived. Of um, to be quite honest, some blood in the urine, and it's it's a pretty good amount right now. I'm not anemic. I'm not passing out. I'm feeling overall fine, but unfortunately, you know, it, there's too much, and it's it's becoming a problem, and there's clotting involved. And we were at the emergency room last weekend, and they 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 thought they may have discovered what it might be, and I've been put on an, on an antibiotic, and so we're trying to let it work its course as i as I've mentioned before and so just keep us in prayer as we try to navigate through this I decided it's not that hard to put a program together had some things that I've been saving and I'm going to use them today on the program so would you keep my wife and myself in your prayers a lot of what we're trying to do we want to be obedient to what God would have us to do in in at this point in our lives and right now with this health issue, we have to be even more dependent upon him for leading and direction. And we'll talk about that too on today's program. I want to also take a moment here at the beginning to thank every one of you. There's so many of you that that take the time to listen to this program each and every day. And there's so many of you that also support us financially to keep us on international shortwave i don't know what i would do without you remember this is from my point of view this is not my job um you know i i'm not a i'm not an employee of anything i do this program and we use the the money to to pay for the contracted airtime just so you know how that works and i've got a very wonderful arrangement with WRMI in particular, and it allows us to be there for quite a while. And I just need to keep this program going. And so, if you give us your support, it helps us. We've invested a lot into being able to do Truth to Ponder. And if my health gets straightened out, and God provides, there are a couple of items I'd like to get a hold of to to help in the ministry a little bit different studio setup, so we can actually do more. And even bring on more guests and even multiple guests at one time. Doesn't take a whole lot. I mean, I can remember in this business would take thousands of dollars. Now it just takes a, you know, several hundred to do the same thing. Uh, technology is a wonderful thing, and I'm, and I'm so glad that I keep up with it. And so keep the radio program in your prayers, what we're going through in your prayers. Um, the sale of our home in Georgia, the original sale fell through. And there are some people that may be looking at it. And so we just, we just leave it in God's hands. Some other things personal that we're, we're we're concerned about. But God always seems to, you know, he always comes through for us. So we're thankful in that regard. Now, in just a little bit, I'll get to talking about the priorities in our life. But I want to take just a moment and share a couple of stories that I found very, 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 very fascinating. On this program, when the vaccines first started being rolled out, I had guests on this program that had some deep concerns about these particular vaccines. And one of the things that had been said was, you know, what is the story about? What what, what are these vaccines? We know one thing for certain. These are not your typical vaccines that make you immune to something like the flu vaccine can do about a third of the time. These were totally different technologies. And when we started talking about what they, these technologies were, and if anybody else made these statements, you know, places like Facebook and Twitter, they would shut you down. You were called spreaders of misinformation, bogus news, dangerous news. All kind of, you know, name-calling went on for if you dare challenge this. One of the guests on this program, I'm going to try to get him back on, Dr. Timothy Gales, he said he'd been doing some research, even at Moderna's own website, and they called it Software for Your Body. See, Moderna was a company that came out around, I think, 2011, if I'm not mistaken, with this wonderful, bold idea of mRNA technology that they could use to do all kinds of things to reprogram your body. And they were trying to get investors. So it became a public company, I think, around 2011. I may be off by a year. And they were running around the country and around the world raising money for all this wonderful technology that was going to do everything from, you know, cure cancer to heart disease, probably male pattern baldness for all I know. And Stefan Bansell, who is their head guy, is promising the world, but he never could deliver. They never got a product to market. They would test things and they would fail during the testing stage. And things are looking pretty glim. In the early part of 2019. I mean, they've been going for, you know, seven, eight, nine years promising the world, and had not even delivered one product to marketplace. They had a great headquarters, they had a wonderful website, had a big staff of people, had a great internet presence, but nothing to sell. And then came the pandemic in 2020. And operation warp speed and all this money. Listen. All of this technology had been in the works behind the scenes for a long time. So don't think it was something just invented in a few months. They were trying to repackage something that hadn't worked yet. And on this program, and many others called it gene therapy. In other words, changing your genetics could occur with mRNA. And if you ever said that anywhere... Where you're not supposed to say it, like Facebook, uh, like Twitter, um, in you know, mainstream news. You were called a quack or a kook, a keeper of ob- odd knowledge, a tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorist. Well, you want to know something? You know what the difference between a fact and a conspiracy theory is? Mm, between six months and a year, as we have learned during this pandemic. And so we called it gene therapy early on, and we were criticized. Well, I ran across this. You've heard of Bayer Pharmaceuticals, you know, Bayer Aspirin, and a bunch of other stuff. The German company, a lot of people buy their aspirin. They also made the stuff that was used uh, to uh, kill Jewish people at Auschwitz in the gas chambers. Yeah, they made that stuff too, Bayer. And here's the president of Bayer Pharmaceuticals explaining um, what this stuff. Is. Ultimately, the, uh, the mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, a gene, th- gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body, we would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to, to innovation in a way that uh, was maybe not possible before. So there you have it. They really were gene therapy, as we said in this program, over a year ago. We told you back in like April of 2021, there's something about these vaccines that are not really vaccines. And there were too many things going on in the background that that just didn't add up, didn't feel right. And we made statements like that. I know that this program, when it gets distributed is pushed out through a number of podcast hosting sites. And I believe it even gets pushed out to YouTube. You just get to see the, you get to hear the audio off YouTube. I think they just put the picture of whatever we have up for the podcast that day. And I learned, oh, I guess it was probably last fall, that a number of the radio programs and podcasts that we had done talking about gene therapy, uh, were silenced and eliminated by YouTube because we were passing along, you know, disinformation, misinformation. We're not touting the Fauci company line. You can't say what the truth is. We've learned a lot in the past two and a half years now. On yesterday's program, we talked about how Why is it that supposedly decent governments of free people, supposedly free people, guaranteed rights as a free people, have governments that lie to us, misrepresent things to us, and gradually keep to, to, uh, shall we say, keep the leash tight on each and every one of us? Canada, your freedom is long gone. New Zealand, gone. Australia, they're taking it away daily. United States, they're trying hard too. We have people that think that they're rulers, not leaders. And, and I really believe, and I've said it so many times, and I think you'll agree with me, that so much of the corrupt world leadership has used this pandemic To dramatically increase their control over everything you're allowed to do, places you can go, the vaccine passport nonsense we went through. They wanted to see how far they can go. They know they can go pretty far with a lot of you. And there's some that still believe we must do all these lockdowns and face diaper wearing and we must get vaccinated, even though we know the vaccine does not even stop. You from getting or spreading COVID nineteen. That's the purpose of having a vaccine. It doesn't even meet its primary purpose. And of course we are, you know, people are getting COVID weary, the majority anyway. And in places that I go, in Southwest Virginia, in Georgia, in Florida, you know, people are pretty much over it. They don't want to even hear about it anymore. So what are we going to do next? Do you think these governments are going to want to let go of their power? Of course not. Do you think Justin Trudeau wants to give you all that freedom back that he took? Absolutely not. He's a World Economic Forum, you know, graduate. Government should own everything and control your life and you should be happy that they give you a place to live and a cell phone and clothing. And bugs to eat, whatever the future holds. That's where we're heading to if we don't take it back. We have to. We're coming into, I think, a very turbulent time. There's no doubt in my mind about that. And, and those in America that are thinking that the elections are going to fix it or some miracle in August... I pray for one. I hear people rumbling that the truth will come out in August. I heard a lot of that hasn't happened yet. So I don't I don't put a whole lot of stock in the rumors. A lot of rumors have been swirling of late. A lot of rumors swirled right after the election in 2020. Then more swirled in December and all the way to January the 6th. Then others said, oh, it'll all be done by February, and March. You know, the perp walks are coming. And I said, then it's going to be a while. Biden is going to be the president, like it or not, even though I think he's totally illegitimate. And one of the funny things about Biden, he, he's, a, he's a professional liar, but I think his age, and I think there's some cognitive issues going on that they try to hide, They saw that beginning on the campaign trail, and that, trust me, they love the pandemic. They could keep him away from the cameras and the crowds, and they could get him all pumped up. You can do that, get him ready to go for an hour or two and, you know, just have him well-trained, and then he can be back in his basement for a week or two. And every once in a while, he says something he probably shouldn't say. And it comes out. And there was a story that came out this week, and I'm sure many of you heard it, but I just want to remind you of it. In a speech this past Wednesday, President Biden called upon Congress to be spending a lot of money. He also wants to suspend the gas tax for like 90 days. Whoopee. Um, Like that's going to take $5 a gallon gallon gas down to some, you know, affordable price. What is going to take it down to from $5 and 20 cents to $4 and 99 cents? It's still way too high because, well, as we on yesterday's program, there's a war on all things fossil fuel. This is what they wanted to have happen. This was all by design. It's just happening a little bit faster. And at at a midterm election. They've created themselves a perfect storm. But but Biden leaked something out this week, too, that maybe he didn't want to say. You know, we all know that the COVID-19 pandemic, is, it, they pretty well run its course. People are just not paying attention like they did in most places. They're COVID weary, and I don't blame them. But this is something that he said, and, and I want you to listen carefully and I think you can see where this is going. This year, we, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children. Eventually, we need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. Now, People, this is what he said. You heard it. This is Joe Biden this week talking about we're going to plan for another pandemic and i'm looking at what's called the twitterverse i don't hang out there that often and and i'm kind of following what some of the important people are saying you know the blue checks those that twitter really loves because they you know they they're always good information and like this one individual writes we need extreme vaccine mandates this time we do why I mean, it's a fact. We know that they neither stop you from getting or spreading COVID-19. So why do we need an extreme vaccine mandate and take away your freedom this time? I mean, that that's stupid. If they don't work, why do you want to do this? And then you get somebody else, you know, stating you know, trying to really soften the blow. Well, he didn't really mean what he said. No, no, he didn't, you know, we got to protect Biden here because his handlers are already out there. You know, uh, we have to think ahead. There's really no pandemic. He's just saying, just in case, just in case. No. What he's saying is exactly what he's saying. There are words coming out of his mouth because he has heard, he knows this is in the works again. A lot of people believe firmly that the that the uh, prior pandemic, COVID-19, was a plandemic. I mean, there were too many things that were suspicious, like, oh, what happened in New York City in October of 2019? A tabletop exercise for a coronavirus pandemic. who to funk thunk it? And everything ready to roll out the dashboard of death. And we all saw it happen. We are in a world of hurt here in the United States. We're in a world of hurt all over the world. We have believed a bunch of lies and we've put in a bunch of liars in office. And, and I look at Canada and, and I look at Australia and I keep looking at these leftist governments you keep voting in. They promise you the world and they deliver you, well, slavery. You're gradually being, you know, on the plantation, you're gradually doing their bidding. The more they tax you, that means that you're working as a slave to pay for government. And notice during the pandemic, and I've said this before, maybe some of you in the weekend hadn't heard it. Government, they didn't lose their jobs. I mean, I worked for a county. I helped out. I went in there with good you know, intentions. And after a while, I realized this is something wrong. I walked away from a lot of money because it was the morally right thing to do, I saw something evil occurring, and I saw government being a willing participant. That's why I walked. We've been lied to. Numbers we've been tossing around were just baloney. Had everybody scared, walking around wearing their face mask and their gloves and their, you know, their their hand their hand sanitizer and, you know, some people like in almost like in scuba diving gear. Going to the grocery store, afraid to get within 10 feet of somebody. Oh, my Lord, I'm going to die of the coronavirus. And then we inflated the numbers. There are a lot of people, someone say, I lost an uncle to COVID. And, and, and I hate to, you know, I don't want to hurt. They're already hurt. And it's hard to deal in, in something truthful. Do they have bacterial pneumonia? Do they have other conditions? How old were they? You know, 80 some odd percent of the people that died of covid were nursing home patients, but they made it appear like it's going to come up and grab you from from behind. So so why do they have this? Well, Remember, it was Fauci that once said the next administration is going to have a big pandemic to deal with worldwide. He said that in 2017. He knew Fauci knew then what was on was on the horizon. And I think you'll find his money in Wuhan in a lab that we were told back in 2020 was disinformation and not true. And as time has gone by, even that narrative, they had collapsed. The truth is it was a planned pandemic. And so he says it was such, you know, it's a fact. Well, it's time to move away from, from all of that. We've spent enough time on this program today. I just wanted to share those news stories with you. I thought that that would be a good help to get you started on today's program. You know, I'll be glad when this month of June is over, this pride month. They yeah, even have police departments with their rainbow police cars. And, you know, and, and this should not be surprising to most of us. You go back 30 years ago, just put up with, you know, just leave us alone, leave us in peace. Just, just, you know, allow us. And now, and then you had to tolerate, and then you had to accept, and now you're demanded to embrace it as superior. This Pride Month. In other words, same-sex pride is, is greater than, than a man and a woman, as God intended. And we take a whole month to promote that heresy, that blasphemy before God with the rainbow. You know, the rainbow was a symbol that God would never flood the earth again for the extreme evil the earth had become. But the Bible also reminds us as we come to the end of time on this earth, that is, that is in the days of Noah, giving in marriage, you know, the evil. The, in other words, the evil we're seeing today being promoted by governments, this insanity of gender confusion, this, this is all made up. We are constantly being barraged with stupidity, idiocy, things that are not natural. We are overwhelmed with it. We just want to walk away from the news and allow them to do whatever they want to do to us. So what you know what's your plan going forward in a world like this? I know from my wife and I, ministry is a big deal. It is and always has been. You know, next month, July the 5th, will be my 25th anniversary of my ordination. And and, and it's a very special day for me. And I, I remember it so well. My family, for the most part, was able to be there, including my 96-year-old grandmother, who had prayed all her life, well, since I came along, that God would lead me into ministry. I just waited till I was in my 40s, not my 20s, to get it done. And she was there. And I spent a number of years primarily being a church pastor and a church planter. And then later in life, you know, after the passing of my first wife to cancer, I, I kind of pulled back a little bit from that, fell back onto radio, worked in emergency management, communications. I needed a break because it is hard. Doing the work in the ministry is not easy and and of late the zeal is back now here I'm facing this health issue and frankly it is scary it really is how do I get through this and so you know I want you to would you would you keep me in your prayers during this very difficult time for my wife and myself God has given me a wonderful wife she's a widow and And we've been married now for over six years. And we are trying to just be obedient and listen to that ever still voice of where God would have us to be. And of late, in the middle of all this, and this is why this health problem doesn't surprise me. Some exciting things are happening. And you know the enemy of our souls does not want that to happen. And I know this is a test of faith. Now, I'll put it this way. Let's assume it's something Dead serious, and it shortens my life. Well, so be it. I'm still going to serve and honor Him till the day that God calls me home. I know that I have been laxed. I know many of you probably have been the same in your life in not giving it all to to Him, to our Lord, to our God. I have failed many times but my Lord has been he's got the property of forgiveness and he gently leads us back into the fold the church was very surprised during the pandemic how many had to shut down I mean even in states like Kentucky so called conservative states you had these mayors ordering the police department to, to write tickets to people that were coming to parking lots in their car, maintaining social distancing to worship inside their car with a closed window. They wanted those churches shut down. Well, if COVID was so dangerous that you could get it from somebody in a car 20 feet away with the windows rolled up, then maybe we would never should have been allowed in a grocery store or a Walmart or a 7-Eleven or a liquor store. See, that was all right. But worshiping God even in Kentucky? No, <laughs> no, you can't do that. Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot was so... Determined to shut this one church down, that she ordered her police department that has plenty of other important things to do to start towing cars on this street in a neighborhood in Chicago that she assumed were people going to that church. Turned out it wasn't anybody in that church. It was residents of that community. People had their cars towed from out in front of their own homes because Lightfoot assumed they were going to church, and we can't have that. Of course, Lori Lightfoot is just ecstatic. This is Pride Month because she is proud of her indecency. Just like the, the new White House press secretary. As I mentioned yesterday, she has all three things going for her, for this administration. She's a woman, she's, she's a minority, and she's gay. And I'm not sure which is the most important. You know, Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, knows nothing about transportation. Uh, He did a lousy job as mayor. I've talked to some people that lived in Indianapolis and talked about how terrible he was, how he was always absent and gone, never around. And how people were just, you know, and then he's a transportation secretary with zero background in transportation. But, you know, he's playing mommy to an adopted child, had to take family leave time during, you know, one of our major crises here in the United States. And that just disturbs me. You know, I think this should not be allowed, but that's that's my opinion. And so Buttigieg's only claim to fame is he was a mayor, a failed mayor, and he's gay. So make him in charge of transportation. Look at some of the others that hold high office. The more of a reprobate they are, the higher up the food chain they seem to go. Now, we're going to take a break here. And like I say, um, I didn't plan to do a radio program today. I kind of hinted yesterday that I might be doing a best of, but the day got rather late. So I'm doing two shows in one day. And so when you're hearing this, I'll be doing my doctor stuff or will have already done it. Keep me in your prayers. You know, time may go by, but God still hears and answers prayer because my God transcends time. And so your prayers are coveted. Keep this ministry in prayer. Keep my wife and I in your prayers. We'll be talking in just a moment about, you know, the priorities in your life. How to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things the Gentiles seek will be added unto you. Do you believe in the work and the ministry of Truth to Ponder? I hope you do. Would you consider a financial gift to keep us on Shortwave Radio? If you would, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address, Truth to Ponder, 5753. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Number 3248. The city is Crestview. One word, Crestview, Florida. The zip code is 32536. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. Go to our website, truth2ponder.com. Go to the tab that says support. You get the address and all the information and other ways you can help us out. And right now, we do need to take a break, and we will be right back.
1: This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Easter Bunny faith. Coming up. Shalom nachem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now to me, growing up as a Jewish boy, the Easter bunny was as real as the resurrection. In fact, more real. Uh, I didn't know much about the Resurrection, but I knew a lot about the Easter Bunny. In fact, we ate chocolate Easter bunnies in school, made Easter baskets uh, with Easter eggs, but nothing about the Resurrection. But of course, the Easter Bunny has very little to do with the real meaning behind Easter, or really the Resurrection. The Easter Bunny is imaginary, but the Resurrection is real. The Easter Bunny doesn't change anybody's life. The Resurrection changes everything. The Easter Bunny comes once a year. The Resurrection power is to be lived every day of the year. Unfortunately, for most people who call themselves Christians, it's the same problem. Easter for them is something you commemorate once a year instead of life. Something that has little to do with real life. Something that's to be honored, but not that it changes anything. For most believers, life goes on a regular course in many ways the way it was before, as if the resurrection never really happened, as if the tomb really is not empty. I mean, we give lip service to it, but it's really living as if he's really not risen, as if there's really no good news, or there's no real actual victory, as if it were just some story or fable, and their real life goes on untouched but that's not the resurrection my friend that's the easter bunny and that's the easter bunny faith the resurrection's real it's not simply to be honored or known about it's to be lived it's to touch every part of your life your family life your secret life marital life emotional life your your personal life your work life everything life stop living an easter bunny faith my friend start living the resurrection for our faith isn't based on a basket full of colored eggs it's based on an empty tomb want more ask for the easter bunny and the passover lamb how'd you like to receive daily meditations teachings of the riches of your jewish roots in jesus give you victory for every day of your week updates on israel prophecy a free subscription to sapphires and the incredible mystery of the temple doors all free you'll love it how do you get all this easy just remember jesus's real hebrew name yeshua and you dial it that's it so just call 1-800-yeshua 1 you will be blessed to receive your free gifts you will love it but call now 1-800-y-e-s-h-u-a-1 i invite you to join me in the great commission to bring salvation back to the jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents how just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 you imagine you could blanket the earth with salvation well you can through radio the farthest way you'll ever touch the world just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 or write me direct the nice jewish boy at box 1111 Lodi L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 076-44. That's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111. Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 076-44. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, The resurrection is real, my friend, live it. Shalom alechem, peace be you, my friend, and Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of Resurrection Life. This
0: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to Truth to Ponder. This is the weekend edition, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, as I mentioned before the break, there's some health issues that I'm dealing with right now. We had planned to deal with them yesterday, but decided to wait just a little bit longer, make sure the medicine that I'm taking has had a a chance to try to work. And also as the day was getting a little bit later in trying to get the first radio program done and then there were some some issues that just couldn't be put off. We decided to take a little time, uh, this is the day before, to record this program and have it ready for Friday. And I wanna share something and these thoughts have been going through my mind for several weeks, even before this health issue. In all that we do, In all that I feel led to do, one of the things we sometimes fail to do is to keep in step with where God is calling us to be and the things that he wants us to do. It's real easy for you and I, I've done it, to try to rationalize, you know, well, God would go with this. He's good with this idea. And the truth is we haven't really sought him out. And I've made that mistake over the years, even in ministry. Now, when you get ahead of God, sometimes you kind of run out of, um, out of net, as they say. And I've been there. And then, you know, I remember, give you a quick example. Going back over 20 years ago, I was the pastor of a small mission church. And they'd been desperately wanting a building for ages. And they knew the perfect place for that building to be and they kept looking and looking, and they didn't have the money, and then they couldn't get enough. They didn't have enough people to really get a loan, and you know, the story just self feeds. And finally I realized, it's time for us to take one big step back and find out what God would have us to do. And we spent a long time in prayer, and then the floodgates of God's provision began to open. We learned to seek God's kingdom first, that all these things we need or want, even in my life right now, I want to make sure that I'm seeking first God's kingdom for all that I do in ministry and all that I do in our move and all that we do, period. And I know if I do that, I'll be honoring what God has called me to do. And in spite of all the things that I'm facing, we will be blessed. Now, about five years ago, I preached a sermon that that dealt with seeking first the kingdom of God. And I'd like you go back just about five years ago, next month actually, and listen to this message that I preached back then and see if it helps you today. Heavenly Father, as we come to this time that we share from your word to learn the things you would have us to understand, I pray that you open our ears to hear our eyes to see and most important our hearts to receive for this we ask in Jesus name Amen may be seated both our second lesson which comes from the epistle one of my favorites I might add from Romans chapter 8 and this strange set of little parables That Jesus was teaching the crowds and of course his disciples have a little bit of an intertwining we don't quite see at first glance let's take a little look starting with the gospel Jesus rattles off three very short little parables I mean these are not lengthy these are like one-liners think about it the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed you know, the small seed that grows a big tree. In other parts of the scripture, Jesus reminds us that if we have faith like a mustard seed, we can do great things. One word can move a mountain. But do we really believe that? We hear it, but do we receive that? Jesus reminds us that the, this seed, this mustard seed, can do great things. Of course, on the converse of that... There's some small things we can be doing in our lives. St. Paul reminds us of the smallest member of the body, the tongue, and the damage. It can do. It can do greater damage than anything else. God can take the small things and make them big. Unfortunately, man can take some small things and make them big in a bad way. Just as easy. But then Jesus continues on with another group of little one-liner parables. The guy's out there, and he finds something of value in a piece of dirt. We could probably make the analogy, panning for gold. Maybe he found something in there, or maybe there's some oil under the ground. Whatever it is, on this piece of property, he discovers there's something valuable there. So he goes and takes everything he has and makes the 100% commitment to buy it. And now he's got something of a great great value we see it again and again he shows how we found treasure we found something of value and we're willing to give up everything we own to get this as the Bible would indicate this pearl of great price we've heard that term before the the pearl of great price I think we live in a day and age now where the things of God These things that are the great treasures are so often minimized that they're no longer important. How many of us would sell everything that we owned to buy a piece, if we could, of the kingdom of God? Not many anymore. I think of those that I see on many a Sunday morning in my lifetime. I've watched this change over 45, 50, now going on to 60 some odd years. I remember a day when on a Sunday, the majority of people in the community got up and took the time to spend with their Lord in his house. And now we've slipped into the minority because there are more things important. Lowe's is open at eight o'clock. We gotta be there. We gotta buy a lighting fixture or change the plumbing. What is the pearl of great price to you? Is it the plumbing fixture or the love that Jesus Christ showed for you when he died on the cross to redeem you from your sin? There's the old saying, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. We've heard that one before. And there lies the problem. There's a great country song I always liked came out a number of years ago, and it used a bunch of these old country singers, I think um, Jerry Reed was in it and a couple of others that are all well known. And the song is, we're all going to die. No matter what health food you eat, no matter what tonic you drink, no matter what kind of new diet you go on today, we're all going to die. Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment a lot of people a lot of people try to keep God at bay God in a box you know that's the Sunday box maybe for an hour if the fish aren't biting if the Sun's not shining if there's not a sale at Home Depot if there's not a, a special Sunday brunch going on God I'll see you when it's convenient st. Paul writes like I say my favorite one of my favorite chapters all things I'm gonna probably remember it from the old King James version as I had memorized it in my youth all things work together for good to them that love the lord for those who are called according to his purpose all things work together for good to them that love the lord let's define them that love the lord they're the ones like in the gospel that sold everything they had to get that pearl of great price that piece of real estate that had the value the valuable goods They saw the benefit. They saw what this really is. This this kingdom of God and his word is so precious. It is so important. You give up everything for it. Because Jesus Christ gave everything up for you. When he took on the human nature and allowed himself to be drug Before Caiaphas and then drug before Pilate beaten smitten afflicted crucified dead buried and rose again He gave everything He gave everything It is a pearl of great price this gift we have from God and I am As guilty as anybody else over the years there have been times in my younger life when I started out early in my career where the things of God didn't seem as important you know getting older seems so far away I'm going to live forever we all think about that when we are like 18 years old how many of us think we're gonna be here forever we'll never get old like that or it's so far away who cares And then you get to a point you wake up one morning whether you're 45 50 55 60 but one day you wake up and there are a few aches and pains you didn't have before and you wake up and realize you know if I live to be a hundred I've already gone 62 percent of the way hmm more than halfway assuming you live to be a hundred if you live to be 80 when you think about things that happened 20 years ago you got 20 years left wow the reality suddenly sets in but what really sad is it doesn't set in well for many I meet people in their 70s that just think that well you know maybe if I lived a good life maybe if I was a decent person we've heard that one before I've been good I you know I never robbed a bank maybe when I die I'll I'll I guess I'll I'll be there it is a pearl of great price and there is a price it's everything it's everything that sounds expensive God wants everything he wants you he wants you hook line sinker he wants your heart he wants everything about you but here is the good news that sometimes is forgotten. When you give him everything, he gives it back to you multiplied in return. He's not taking it like a merchant and shutting it in a drawer. You say, "Lord, we give thee but thine own. Lord, I give you my life. I surrender it unto your will." Guess what happens? And I'm, I'm, I'm talking from my firsthand experience now everything you thought you're giving up you suddenly get back in ways you can't imagine in ways you can't even begin to comprehend all things work together for good to them that love the Lord for those according to his purpose there are times that I'll wake up frustrated about ministry and where things are going and maybe I'm going Lord I wish a church would grow faster I wish this was easier I wish I didn't have the conflict I wish I didn't have the rumors I wish I didn't have you can go down the whole list and God's gentle reminder is all things including these things you're struggling with work together for good to those that love the Lord so The message today the takeaway point I try to give you a takeaway point I don't want anybody to ever leave this church on a Sunday morning after I've spent a little time and if someone was to ask you at lunch well what did the preacher talk about the safe answer is sin that always works (laughs) or something like that the takeaway point is God gave us his everything and he expects, no, he expects no less from us. But the point is, you're not, you're not giving up anything. You're not. You're gaining everything. My wife and I can tell you the things that we've been through. We can talk about the years before we even met each other, the things that we've been through, the hardship we've been through independently, We can talk about the losses that we've had and you can sit there and wake up one day and look back and say you know something all things did work together for good to those that love the Lord sometimes you don't understand it but when he makes it clear oh is it so clear Heavenly Father I thank you for this time that we've shared today in your word Lord I know that it it is against our human nature For us to ever want to be surrendered under authority it doesn't come easy but Lord by the power of your Holy Spirit move through this place in the hearts of those that are here encourage them Lord let them feel the presence of your love father I pray for those that truly do not know you today that this will be the day this will be the day that they surrender and realize you are the pearl of great price. And Lord, may they have that confidence in knowing that they are loved and they are cared for. Your word promises that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things the Gentiles seek shall be added unto them. Lord, may your Holy Spirit move and descend upon this place. For this we ask in Jesus' precious name. And all the people said amen. and amen. and This is Bob Bierman again, host of Truth to Ponder. And I hope that that message that I preached to a congregation in Georgia five years ago have some meaning for you today. Maybe it'll help guide your steps. Maybe some of the decisions you're having to make. Maybe some of the challenges that we're all facing. I mean, let's face it. The economy in the United States is is in big trouble economy in Canada is not far behind, and, and worldwide, energy prices are high, inflation is high, instability all over Europe, it's there. The world is just an unstable place. And in the midst of all this, sometimes we, we start worrying so much about ourselves, we, we tend not to pay attention to the things we should be paying attention to. It's in times like these that we really need to focus on the things of God. And, and I get it; it's so easy to do. i mean, you know, well, Bob, we have rent to pay, or you know, we we have this new mortgage. We bought a house, and and the economy is unstable. Maybe we we need to work some second jobs, and you know, we just don't have time for you know for worship anymore. And it's so easy to get into that habit and to break that fellowship i'm as guilty as anybody in that regard i've done it and i know the price you pay when you do it seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things the gentiles seek shall be added unto you even the early church some of the early christians you know well you know i've got these things to do lord before i can't know he comes first. Let him make up the difference on those things that are secondary. I've heard people make a lot of mistakes. My children are number one. No, your your Lord should be number one. Your husband, number two, or, or wife, whichever the case may be. And then your children. You put them in the proper order. God will sustain you in that order. But I see people all the time. I know people right now. My kids come first over over the husband, over, over church, over anything. Well, that's a commendable attitude, but it's also a very dangerous attitude. Because, see, if you're not right with God, how can you ever show your children how to be right with God? You can't do it. You are the example. Sometimes parents are the sermon that children digest first. If God is not important in your life or that's how it appears why should it be important in their life And many families today have just you know walked away entirely because hey we got softball we got a day off let's go out and get a bite to eat and you know maybe if you live in Florida let's go out by the beach we need to get our priorities straight it's one of the biggest issues facing the entire Western free world that once used to call on the name of Christ they don't anymore and Canada you're paying a price England Germany New Zealand Australia United States you're all paying a price Ireland had an argument with this I should say debate with some guy, somebody from like some free church or whatever And, you know, anything goes, you know, gay marriage goes, sex out of marriage is fine. And, you know, it's all love. And abortion's cool, too. Like the guy said, hey, we voted for that. Well, you're 100% of Ireland could vote for something. But if it goes against God's word, it's meaningless. You've all voted some terrible things upon yourself. Listen, if you believe in our ministry, I need to hear from you. Pray for me during this health issue that I've got. And if you can help us out financially, would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Mail it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. Crestview is a city in Florida. Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's 32536. We'll see you next week.